<laughs> I just don't know anything profound to say. <laughs> I got that one. Woo! <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to our weekly discussion podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. And we are thankful that you are joining us this week uh, as we dive into the second week of looking at uh, a new series that we're we're talking about uh, called The Free Methodist Way. Yeah, this is a good, exciting topic. It's a good, exciting yeah. topic. And we, we do, I, I think, uh, I think you said this, Pastor Holly. Uh, last week, I'm not. Ex- I can't remember if it was podcast or on Sunday morning. Oh. Maybe it was someone else. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting. <laughs> My goodness, it's maybe I need more coffee. Better. I know. Yeah, everyone's like, "What is he going to say?" One time on yeah. a Wednesday, <laughs> I think there may have been a guy. I don't know. That's so funny. I used to. I used to say my wife would make fun of me all the time because I um, the other day. Has, have right. you ever said like the other day? And that could really mean the other day. It's very open ended. Yeah, it could mean months ago. It probably I don't know. Does yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the we're ta- older you get, the more time <laughs> yes. is relative, right? The more the other day is like really like years ago. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you all relate? Um, but uh, the Free Methodist Way we're looking at uh, is not an advertisement for people who are not Free Methodist to become Free Methodists. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, although we would love that uh, because... As Free Methodist, we really feel like our tradition and our faith family, our larger faith family, is a really good one to belong to. Yes. But we're, we're diving into this, our, our denominational uh, leadership, and has highlighted or articulated in a new and fresh way five values that shape the heart of who we are. So Crossview Church fits into the—we're a Free Methodist Church, so uh, we fit into those values. We made it clear last Sunday that um, we still— uh, are committed to our discipleship pathway, mm-hmm. and the, and the way that we feel like the Lord has led us to go, uh, but but all of what we do fits into the heart of this these larger values these this heart of who we are. Yes, as a larger faith family, as free Methodists. Yeah, you could think of it as as a family, right? Like in your yeah. own household with your own immediate family, you have your traditions and your things that you do. But then also maybe in your extended family, there are other traditions that you share, and all together that bigger umbrella. That's kind of what we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah, absolutely. So last week, that's really good, a great way to understand it. Last week we talked about what was called life giving holiness mm-hmm. and trying to maybe recapture and reframe essentially the idea of holiness, that it can be life-giving, and it is a significant aspect of what it means to follow Jesus. So I'm thankful for that uh, articulation of yeah. that from our from our denominational family. This week, we're going to talk about, we're going to use a word that I'm not sure how you'll feel about the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been asking people in our church how they, what, what happens in them when they hear this word. The word is multiplication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've gotten some kind of varied reactions to that word. I think most of the people, not everyone, but most of the people I've asked have had a hard time with that word, yeah. because what happens in their heart and mind when they I've, I asked, so what what do you think about when you hear the word multiplication in a church setting? Because mm. I don't think that that word um, is easily understandable outside of a church setting. Right? Maybe I could be wrong. Well, and if it is, it's also I mean, nope. There just aren't that many people who like math, yeah. right? So it's negative <laughs> not. anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people think of this word as kind of applicable to those ideas of like 
um, wanting to become a megachurch kind of thing, right. like multiplying in that kind of an, a, a way. This is the reaction I'm getting from a number of people. So I'm thankful that we get to have an opportunity to talk about this yeah. because the heart that's expressed in Christ-compelled multiplication is a really, really good one. Yes. Uh, and so it's really, I'm thankful to be able to talk about this. Yeah, it's good to clarify these these terms now and then. And I and, yeah. and the word has, does have, uh, or can have some negative connotations based on maybe experiences or maybe observations. Uh, so yeah, let's let's yeah. clarify it and talk about what do we mean as free Methodists yeah. when we when we say multiplication? Because yes, it's, because it doesn't mean that we're looking for our uh, church uh, facilities or programs to be uh, necessarily bigger and better and right. louder and shinier. Right. That's not what we're talking about. Right. Yeah, growth is a bribe as a byproduct of multiplication, but right. the heart of it is maybe a little bit different than what people assume. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just start. We're going to take you to Matthew twenty-eight, the end of the book of Matthew, one of the most famous passages in Scripture, I'd say, which is the Great Commission. Yeah. Right. So Matthew twenty-eight is this amazing chapter. I kind of feel like it's a little bit chaotic because it's pretty short, and there's a lot of stuff that happens. It starts with the Marys going to the tomb after Jesus had died, and they experience uh, this. There's earthquakes that happen. There's uh, soldiers that fall down that faint as if they were dead. Uh, <laughs> angels show up. Uh, the, you know, the stone is rolled away. The angels tell the Marys, uh, Jesus isn't here. And then tell them to run and tell all the other disciples. As they're running away, Jesus shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's packed. It's packed. And then you cut to this little scene in the middle where like the soldiers wake up and they go tell the priests Jesus isn't there and they're bribed to lie and tell a different story. Yeah. And then at the very end, you get this this scene with Jesus and his disciples on the mountain just before Jesus ascends. And uh, Jesus tells them, and I, I you know, we, we say this in the Sunday message as well, which is this fascinating thing. Jesus tells them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Yeah. And I wonder if they're like, this is amazing. All our dreams are coming true. Right. Jesus is alive. He's back. And he's proven what he said about himself. He's proven that he has power over death. The next few months are going to be amazing, <laughs> right? For the next months or years, oh. we're going to go from town to town, and Jesus is just going to be like, see, I told you. Right. And then Jesus says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And they're like, yes, yes, it has. And then he said, and so now I'm asking you mm -hmm. to go and to take the message of what you've heard, telling, teaching everyone to follow me, to obey me, to all of the cities of the earth, and I'm going to be with you. And then Jesus leaves. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what just happened? That's not how it's supposed to go. Right. <laughs> so we have this fascinating experience where it's almost like they're thinking, Jesus, could you just like snap your fingers yeah. and save everyone? Right. He could have. He could have. And they, at that point, they knew he could have. Right. Yeah. And he didn't. No, he used his power and his authority to give all of us a task. Yeah. To give us, to empower you and me to be the, his witnesses, to carry this message of the gospel to the ends of the earth. So as we talk about multiplication, we're talking about uh, how each of us as individuals and as a church serve as witnesses to the gospel of Jesus 
and how we pursue seeing that realized in the lives of people around us. Wow. Yeah. The question is, are we passing on the faith that we've received to the world and people around us? Right. Are we followers of Jesus who are making followers of Jesus? That's the sense of of multiplication that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and even within that, that's such a good question, and that's really a key question, I think, in in following Jesus, in in sharing what He has given us and has shown to us, and and it's what He says here in in Matthew. I do feel poor Matthew. I feel like maybe he was like running out of paper space. Yeah, like, crunch it all in now. Get it all. <laughs> Gotta in. get it done. Gotta get it done. Got deadlines. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no more room. Someone get me more paper. Yeah. <laughs> but I think. Um, this, you know, that question, are we passing on what we have received through faith uh, in Jesus to the world around us, then brings up the question of, well, if not, how do we do that? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that look like? Because I think that, I don't know about for you, but for me, um, because of some experiences and some observations that, that I've uh, had, um, that can bring up a little bit of a, ooh, there's... There's a there. There are wrong ways to do that, or there are unhelpful ways uh, of doing that, or ineffective ways, yeah. and um, that I've seen. And so that to me brings a bit of a hesitancy to me that I need to work through. Yes, um, because uh, because I've I've seen uh, attempts to share faith, to pass faith on, that have been. Um, at, at best, ineffective, and at worst, yeah. harmful. Right. Uh, so how to avoid that comes up as well. That's such a good, that's so good. And I think, you know, that has been, I think first we need to start with the idea of that we, that Christians help disciple other people in the faith, Yeah. right? That the idea of multiplication is built in to who we are. That's what Jesus did. Uh, and that's what we're called to do, yes. to now take on the mantle of being the ones to carry the message and to teach people to obey and what it means to have faith and all that's involved in that. Yeah. That's part of what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, so I think that's the one of the questions is how, how just like you said, and that's one of the questions the church has been asking for a long time and yeah. trying different things. How do we do this? Right. How do we do this most effectively? And so I'm very, very thankful, number one, that that for the Free Methodist way, we recognize this is part of what we need to do and who we're supposed to be. And then I'm also very thankful for the uh, our bishops. Each of our bishops wrote about these different steps. Yes. And and uh, Bishop Keith Cower wrote about this one in particular. And he, I think he tries to do, uh, he does a very good job of addressing some of the how do we need to do this. Yeah. But he also kind of, I think, also recognizes there's some ways that we need to recognize we've not done a great job always at right. this. Uh, in fact, in a lot of ways, we have made it about ourselves. We have made it about replicating a particular model or yes. or those kinds of things. And that's where this Christ-compelled uh, language comes, yeah. that the, the, the multiplication, the replicating that we're doing is not of ourselves or our way of, of doing church, but toward Jesus. It's focused on Jesus, yeah. and it should be. And so um, I'm thankful. I also think, I'm also thankful that um, our denomination, our bishops, recognize this one, this um, Free Methodist Way step as being one of the most aspirational, in that we still have work to do. Yes. Uh, so I think it starts, um, our bishop writes, and I'm so thankful, because I, I totally agree with this, that it starts 
with a call to repentance, just like you're saying, Pastor Holly. I think first of all, for us to be effective in multiplying, we first of all have to recognize <laughs> where we've kind of gone off the rails a little bit right. about yeah. doing this. Our bishop writes uh, a couple of really great questions uh, in this regard. So as we're thinking about this, so and I want to be careful, I um, didn't say this in the message, but I want us to be careful that when we think about multiplication, we're not thinking or just putting all of that onto the church. Whatever church you belong to, you know, like Crossview, if you're part of Crossview and you're listening to this, the idea of multiplication is not just on us as Crossview, as a church, meaning, you know, the pastors, the staff, all of those kind of things, that, but that we all, we're all active participants in this. As individuals and as a church family, we have a responsibility to do this. That's right. Our role at the church level is to try to help uh, equip and teach and train and help people grow so that they can do this. Right. We're involved in that process, but it's not only our process. It's all of us. That's the call of Jesus. And it's the only way to really actually be effective here because it can't just happen at an organizational level. I know sometimes, maybe you've heard this too, I know sometimes um, I'll, I'll hear from uh, from very compassionate people, the church should do something about yes. X, Y, or Z. Um, and while I, I don't usually actually respond in this way, but sometimes I, I want to say, you're right. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> because you are the church. That's we right. are the church. Yeah. Uh, and there is um, there is organization, there is structure, mm-hmm. uh, but the but to be the the hands and feet of yeah. Jesus to be the um, the 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 messengers of of carrying this faith to the world, uh, that's on us, the church, the yeah. individuals working together in the church, yes. and not on it can't just be on the organization. Right. I also think that that I I I'm preaching to myself there as well because as a pastor who works in that at that organizational level, it's really easy for me to feel like what I'm doing here right now or or teaching on a Sunday morning or whatever it is that you know I'm good yeah. it's my job right. so I uh, here you go I've shared the faith and checked that off the right. list and that's not I am part of the church as yeah. well at yeah. that level of of, uh, of, of, sh- of building relationship yes actual uh, real personal relationship yes. with other people um, and uh, and and sharing the faith in that way absolutely that's such a good that's so good and we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a few minutes, that one of the primary ways to do this is through relationship, to see people, uh, to care deeply about people and what they're going through and to build those those kinds of relationships. So as we reflect individually and corporately, uh, the first thing I think we need to to recognize is we want to become people who multiply is to ask for forgiveness for ways we've messed this up. So some of these questions uh, that... Bishop uh, Bishop Keith writes, so good. Have we neglected our missional imperative to be witnesses of Jesus in the world, choosing instead to embrace the notion that the church exists primarily to provide services for itself or the faithful? And that's such a great oh, question. That's really good. Have we been more consumed with preserving Christian culture in our nation than reaching those who need Jesus? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So great. This, wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit with some of these questions for a while. That's really good. Yeah, the, exactly. I'm so glad you said that because in our weekly message, that's exactly what we uh, suggest is that you take some of these questions throughout this week yeah. and make them a matter of prayer. Uh, have we lost—this uh, one hit me uh, because it's. I think it's just right on. 
Have we lost confidence in the power of the gospel to transform society through transformed lives, choosing instead to put our hope in political influence and power? Wow. Really a timely question. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then he gets a little bit more personal, asking more questions about our personal faith. Um, so, for example, do we have any vestiges of legalism that remain that cause us to be more focused on what we are against than what we are for? Just such well-formed questions that help in this process of directing us back to Jesus and being having Jesus compelling this desire right. in our in our lives. That's so good because that focus on Jesus, that passion for Jesus is is what we want to share with others. Yes. Otherwise, it's it's actually quite easy to pass on as he said Christian culture yeah. or to pass on a uh, a commitment to a particular political view or partisan yeah. view. And, uh, it's very easy to to pass on a a clinging to power or influence. Yes, uh, it, it doesn't take much effort to pass those things on. We catch those naturally yes. as humans, but to pass on your love for Jesus mm. uh, is that's that's what multiplication is. Yes, from a Jesus point of view. Absolutely, and uh, I love I love that Bishop Keith um, shared it in that way. That's yeah. very powerful. Absolutely. In fact, that's the next step that he suggests. Number one, repent for those ways in which we've made it about ourselves, done that incorrectly. The second step would to be to remember and to fall so deeply in love with Jesus yeah. again. Uh, he uses, and we've used this, I mean, if you've been in church circles, you hear this term, and I love this term, that returning to your first love, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, your deepest love for Jesus and his kingdom. Uh, and just to find that passion and excitement again, uh, I think is such a key aspect to this. So number one, we're going to repent for the ways that we've done this all wrong. Mm-hmm. Number two, <laughs> we're going to try to do our best to find our first love, our passion for Jesus again. Yeah. This is this is the fuel that we need to kind of work on this. I want to pass on my faith, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can we invite others into that relationship and into that love if we're not actually experiencing it ourselves? That's right. Absolutely. So maybe there you got some work to do in that uh, step, and that's that's awesome. That's great. We just talked about last week. We're all in process. We all have seasons that we go through. So, don't, but we're not alone. Don't do this together. Join a part of a join a church family and, and we can journey together and, and absolutely and capturing that again. The last thing I think is that we need to remember just how relational the way of Jesus is. Yes. Uh, and that there isn't necessarily a, a one kind of a formula that fits it's a one a one fit for all kind of thing yeah. when it comes to multiplying. But it's so deeply relational. And this takes me back to a couple of things. The first is uh, not to be uh, continuing to harp on this, but it's really important for us that we continue to talk about our discipleship pathway here at Crossview because we have designed that whole thing. We feel like the Lord has led us in this particular direction. Uh, Just, it is so relational. Yes. We've developed a relational process that uh, is hopefully helping us connect people in their own journey with Jesus. Yeah. Well, if you hear even how we've titled the different steps of the discipleship path, but you know, we start with biblical teaching, which of course is a, is foundational. Yeah. Uh, me- meaning, uh, how do we experience the uh, the presence of God and 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 learn from His Holy Spirit in that way? Uh, and then all of the other steps involve the word others, yeah. because that's so important. We serve others, we connect with others, we reach others. Um, 
and and to recognize that at some point we are others. <laughs> That's so right. It's it's very very relational and it and it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. So we're we're hopeful that each of those steps, uh, while you're on your own journey, there's really easy on wraps to be able to invite other people into their yes. to their own journey as well. This particular podcast is one of those things that we're trying to do. Yeah. So for example, in the biblical teaching, how do you engage with the Bible and how do you begin to learn? Well. Uh, the things that you can do here at Crossview, you can participate in the weekly message. Come on Sunday, and uh, whether that's in person or online, and begin to start your thinking on a particular issue. And then throughout the week, maybe the very next day, maybe on Monday or Tuesday, you read through the devotional. Then maybe on Thursday or, or you listen to the podcast. Maybe on Friday, you dig into the resources that are suggested. We've yes. tried to provide opportunities to give you something to do throughout the week so that you can dive into those. And then as the Lord begins to form you, just like you said, you're beginning to think about and interact with other people. And maybe this podcast might be helpful for someone. You say, hey, you should listen to this. This might be helpful to your experience or the situation you're going through. And you're inviting them to their own journey. Yes. I love that. I think having different avenues of of learning that's so important it makes it so rich and our understanding can uh, can be deeper because of that I'm taking some classes right now and I re- I realized recently um, in in one of them there was a, a, a topic that was a little difficult to understand but the way that it was presented was there was reading and there were videos and there was a book discussion among other uh, uh, people in the class and just all these different things that talked about the same the same topic and the combination made it made such a clear and whole picture yes. uh, of what we were learning yeah. uh, that I would not have have received with one single uh, uh, avenue. Yeah. So, and I think that's what we're doing here too. We're we're trying to provide these resources to make the the experience of biblical teaching and learning uh, very rich. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So in the at, uh, the other th- the, so there's that there's that aspect to it um, and then I think we're thankful that you know we've emphasizing this relational aspect of, of following Jesus in our discipleship pathway but just to kind of wrap up our discussion Bishop Keith also notes um, the very relational way that Jesus uh, helped to uh, see faith develop in people around him. Number one, he just invested, he poured his life into a few people yeah. who then poured their lives into other people. And so I think that's a helpful realization. Who in your life, you don't have to have a lot of people, right. <laughs> but who in your life are you pouring your life into? Who's pouring their life into you? Uh, and that can be a really incredible process. In Matthew chapter 9, the end of Matthew chapter 9 through the beginning of, of chapter 10, um. Uh, Bishop Keith kind of uh, go read that. It's just wonderful. It talks about some of what Jesus did as he traveled from town to town. Uh, and Bishop Keith notes these few things uh, here. We again, we say this in the weekly message, but uh, and this article is linked in our weekly resources. So please go and read this. Spend some time in the Bible and looking through these things. But some wonderful insights about the relational nature of Jesus' multiplication. Number one, Jesus saw. He didn't uh, isolate himself from the world around him, but put himself in places that allowed him to see people. The question is, how am I intentionally and strategically finding ways to rub shoulders with those who do not yet know Jesus? Great question. Uh, Next, it says that he cared. So uh, Jesus' response reveals that he saw people and looked at people. He responded with gut-wrenching compassion because he saw their deepest needs and their fears and 
and on those kinds of things. I love that. How are we having compassion for those around us? Yeah. And how are we responding to that? Such a beautiful image of Jesus there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jesus prayed. He prayed that God would raise up other people to help do this work. Uh, and, you know, he, he, uh, he, the bishop notes that, that uh, he immediately followed this prayer by sending those who were already around him. Uh, so we're thinking about his disciples and, and sending them out to help them and do these same kinds of things in the world around them. We know that the, the uh, disciples did a great job doing that. Because here we are today. Because here right? we are today. <laughs> Thank you, disciples. The last thing, which is we kind of noted this in the beginning of our conversation, but Jesus gave authority. Uh, he both he, you know, In the Great Commission specifically, Jesus was very— he very intentionally gave his disciples authority before he sent them out. Uh, and so as the Lord does that for us as well, um, and he gives us the power uh, to, which feels, I mean, it's kind of cool, right? The Holy Spirit, uh, we know that the message that we carry is not our own. That's right. And it's empowered by the love, the grace, the mercy of God. And so it will be and is effective when we, share that however we share that and when people come to really to realize who jesus is what he's done for them and their need for that yeah yeah exactly and and we do have as you mentioned the the holy spirit is with us yes. i mean this is uh if, if we you know, continued reading the gospels and then farther we would see where that gift came from and, and right. to know that 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 god is with us yeah. in his holy spirit and uh and that this is not uh these are not relationships that we have to build on our own or conversations we have to have on our, on our own but that we have received the power and the authority of yeah. the holy spirit who is god mm-hmm. uh to uh to share the good news yep and I love that we are not alone in this. And so don't be discouraged. Uh, you are not alone in this process. Join a church family. Join our church family. And we will endeavor to do this together. Yes. Uh, and I'm so thankful uh, for our denominational leadership that recognizes this important aspect of what it means to follow Jesus and says, this is one of the things that we're going to be about. And we're going to do it in the best way we can Right. Emphasizing the relational aspect of it is so good. Yes, because so. we don't shy away from hard things. No, we uh, we we ask God to yeah. uh, to help us with them, yeah. and then we move forward. Yeah, and we'll we'll be so excited. We we have one person in our our weekly prayer meeting on Thursday who always ends her prayer by saying, "And we're and we're we thank you for what you're going to do." Yes, I love that. Uh, such yeah. a a wonderful way to end a prayer and a prayer time, but. I think that's a wonderful way for us to end this discussion too, in the sense of uh, as we do this together, we can be excited about what God is going to do in the lives of people and in the world around us because he is good, gracious, faithful, merciful, and wonderful. And wonderful. And wonderful. Just like this discussion (laughs) was wonderful. Maybe even better? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 